Good morning, everyone. Whether you are joining us online or here in the sanctuary, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I am the Reverend Michelle LeGrave, she, her, and I am the co-lead interim minister of this congregation. It is a joy to be with all of you today. I especially want to welcome you if you are new to First UU. As we work to create beloved community, we welcome all who would join us in building a better world with more love, more justice, and more peace. We welcome all who would join us in growing in mind, heart, and spirit. We welcome who all who would join us in tearing down systems of oppression of all kinds. We welcome all who would join their purposes to ours in a loving spirit of right relationship and goodwill. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, wherever you find yourself on your life's journey, whichever your pronouns, whether you've walked in or rolled in or dialed in, whomever you love, you are welcome here. You belong here. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. It's in this tradition, this living tradition, that I invite you to greet the holy among us, either in the comments or by turning to those around you. Now let us greet one another. Good morning. I'm Carrie Holly Hurt. I'm your lay leader this morning. I'm filling in for AJ. Let's light our chalice this morning with these words. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our reading today called Love, number 36, by Starhawk, a white American feminist theorist who focuses on neo-paganism and eco-feminism. We are all longing to go home to some place we have never been, a place half-remembered and half-envisioned. We can only catch glimpses from time to time. Community. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up as we enter. Voices will celebrate with us. Whenever we come into our own power, community means strength. That joins our strength to do the work that needs to be done arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, 
some place where we can be free. One of the things that binds First UU together as a religious community is that the congregation has a common purpose. For First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, that common purpose is the mission. The congregation wrote it together and put it on the wall in the sanctuary, emblazoned it, as Chris said, in big, beautiful letters. Every Sunday, the church participants say it together so that we might more readily carry it with us through in our hearts throughout the week. Let us say it together now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Our reading today comes from an expert from You Belong, A Call for Connection, by Sabine Salis. Sabine Salis is an author and teacher who was born in Ethiopia and raised in a white neighborhood in Washington, D.C. She describes her childhood self as a tomboy, immigrant, black girl who loved Monty Python, UB40, explored Asian philosophies, and did not go to prom. She never believed she belonged, but she does, and so do you. When you don't like that joke, you belong. When you're the only one of your race, disability, or sexuality, you belong. When you're terrified to speak in public, you belong. When you feel hurt or when you have hurt someone else, you belong. When you are down to your last dollar and the rent is due, you belong. When you feel overwhelmed by the horrors of humanity, you belong. When you have a debilitating illness, you belong. When everyone else is getting married, you belong. And when you don't know what you're doing with your life, you belong. When the world feels like it's falling apart, you belong. When you feel you don't belong, you belong. This is the time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together. And breathing together, we sense one another's loving presence. Breathing in and breathing out, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom, a place where a spark of the divine resides within each of us. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathing together, in and out, we enter into a time of sacred silence, all the while remembering that nowhere is the world fully silent.
Amen. I invite you to now light a candle if you are so moved. Candles representing sorrow, joy, hope, remembrance, resilience, whatever it is that you need to honor in this moment. As we light these candles, I invite you to keep in your mind and heart the members of this community who are ill or in sorrow. And we hold those who are celebrating joys. Let us hold the quiet together throughout this meditative time.
candle for all those for whom there is no one to light a candle I remember well the moment that I knew that I belonged in a UU congregation I was in the meeting house standing at the kitchen sink to wash my hands when I saw this A bottle of seventh-generation dish soap. (laughs) You didn't know how much power it had. (laughs) And then I saw that the paper towels were unbleached, brown, recycled paper towels. This was many years ago, long before you could go to the regular grocery store and buy all sorts of cruelty-free, environmentally friendly, vegan, much of anything. Instead, you had to go to a natural food store or order what you wanted online. That meant that in many areas of my life, I, like at work, I felt different from most other people. I was a vegetarian with vegan tendencies and had been for many years. And most folks, even in the liberal areas, just weren't. So back to the sink. There I stood looking at dish soap and paper towels. And a feeling overcame me that here was a people who would understand me all of me. Here, I could be free. Here, I wouldn't feel so different, so separate. I felt my body relax, as if I had been holding my breath and could now finally breathe. A missing piece of the puzzle, that thing I had been longing for without even knowing it, had been found. Here, I was at home. Here, I belonged. If Sabine Selassie, the author of this morning's reading, were here, I think she would tell me, tell all of us, that this experience of mine wasn't really about finding a place I belonged so much as it was about experiencing a feeling of belonging. Because I already belonged. I belong, and so do you. Selassie would say, and has said, that the key to belonging comes from within. We all already belong to everything, to ourselves, to each other, to the cosmos. That the feeling of not belonging comes from a delusion of separation, a false belief that we are separate. That if we don't feel like we belong, we can learn to feel it because belonging is wired within us. 
Feelings of belonging come from within. Let's sit with that for a moment. It's okay if we need a a little bit of time to wrestle with that. Every one of you, whether you are here in person or watching online or watching on television, belongs. You already belong. Whether you feel it or not, and I hope that you can, you belong. Selassie, among other things, is a meditation teacher and a student of Buddhism. She explains it this way. There is a paradox in Buddhism called the doctrine of two truths. The absolute or ultimate truth of interconnection and the relative or (coughs) conventional truth of difference. The absolute and the relative seem to contradict each other, but they describe only one reality. Belonging flourishes within this paragraph, paradox. Everything is connected, yet everything is experienced as separate. Within our own Unitarian Universalist tradition, we know this as the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. We are interconnected, interdependent. We cannot separate ourselves from the web of existence, from all of life here on earth, or from the cosmos itself. Let me say a little bit more about this interdependent web of all existence and where it comes from. As a member congregation of the Unitarian Universalist Association of Congregations, we have covenanted to affirm and promote several principles. These are found within Article 2 of our UUA's bylaws. And because of their importance, are printed many other places, including in the front of our gray hymnals. The interdependent web is the seventh principle. All Unitarian Universalists, all UU congregations, have covenanted to affirm and promote the interdependent web of all existence. This is not a belief statement, but an action statement. Those two verbs, affirm and promote, are what's key and what makes it not a creed. Though it may also be helpful to understand that many of us have incorporated the principles into our personal belief systems. And that is just fine, just wonderful. Now bear with me for a moment, because here comes the part where we need to catch everybody up all together. As we are a non-credal faith, we rely on covenant, and because we are a living tradition, we require of ourselves to review our covenant and therefore our principles 
every so many years. We are currently in one of those review periods, and so we are living for a year with a new format based on shared values, which will then come up for a final vote in the General Assembly in June of 2024. Help me out just for a moment. How many of you already knew that? Okay, so we have some more talking to do about this this year. Here it is in graphic form. We're gonna put a slide up, great. So these are our proposed shared values. You can find love at the center along with a flaming chalice. The remaining six values are pictured in a circle around the chalice starting at about 10 o'clock. There is justice in a swirl of yellow, interdependence in a swirl of orange, equity in a swirl of red, transformation in a swirl of purple, pluralism in a swirl of blue, and generosity in a swirl of teal. If you listen or read carefully, you will find the familiar language of all of our principles incorporated into these shared value statements. The statements are not on the, on the slide, it's just the actual values. The proposed language which goes with the value of interdependence is this. Interdependence, we honor the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. With humility and reverence, we covenant to protect earth and all beings from exploitation, creating and nurturing sustainable relationships of repair, mutuality, and justice. We are interconnected, interdependent with all of existence. We cannot remove ourselves from it. Therefore, we belong. By the very nature of our existence, we belong. We belong to the interdependent web. We belong to the earth and the rocks, the trees, the oceans, the mountains, the creeks and rivers, the forests, the deserts, the animals, the birds, the volcanoes, and the lands where we have never been. The parts we like and the parts we don't. We belong to all of it, whether we try to belong or not. We belong because we are, whether we see it or hear it or feel it or sense it or experience it or not. We belong because we are. So what is feeling like a longer and longer time ago, I was in seminary. <laughs> and uh, I lived on campus, and we had a campus cafeteria where um, students who lived there and commuters alike would gather for meals. My friend and I loved to arrive at dinner right exactly on time. The food was fresh, the dining hall was quiet, 
Um, we could talk with the cashier. So we were pretty much there right at 5 o'clock. And so we sat at the closest table to the cashier in the line with the food and everything. And because it was so quiet in the very beginning, every time somebody came through the line and got their food, whether we knew them or not, we welcomed them over to our table, invited them to join us. The table sat probably about 14 people. So I remember one day somebody making a joke about their 12 disciples. And (laughs) so I think 14 is probably right. So a a pretty big, long table, right? And more people would come, and we'd invite them to join. And and then once it was full, it was full, right? And the next people who came through would start seating the other tables. And most of the time, we didn't really pay attention to what was going on there. Um, But if somebody got up, of course, we could invite somebody new to sit down. I thought this was great. We, we were doing what we were supposed to. We were being hospitable. We were being welcoming. We were inviting everybody, whether we liked them or not, whether we knew them or not. Yay us, right? Well, one day, another friend, a different friend, said to me, made a comment to me about how I always sat at the table for the cool people. The cool people. Now remember, we were in seminary. (laughs) Since when do cool people go to seminary? (laughs) And we were in seminary. (laughs) Do we really divide ourselves by the cool and the not cool? I mean, aren't we supposed to be better than that? We were in seminary. And I was accused of always sitting at the cool table. So what I want to say about this is, my friend belonged, but did not feel experience, experience feelings of belonging. Did not experience feeling welcomed at the literal table. No matter our intentions of radical welcome, No matter our efforts at radical welcome, no matter whether we were the cool kids or not, my friend perceived us as separate, disconnected. Sometimes the best laid plans simply go awry. And that's okay. We learn something from it and then we try again. Welcoming is the soul matters theme for this month for some of the small groups, the chalice circles that if you don't know about them, you can learn more about. So I've been thinking a lot about welcoming and belonging, how they are similar and how they are different and where they overlap. To my mind, belonging is something that just is, whether we want it or not whether we can feel it or not, it comes from within. I can help myself feel like I belong. That's kind of on me, my responsibility. This is new thinking for me. 
to which I greatly credit Sevene Selassie, Selassie. After reading and reflecting deeply upon her work and how it converges with my own life and experiences, and yeah, I needed to sit with it for a few minutes, maybe longer than a few minutes. We can internalize those feelings of belonging, just like those feelings of exclusion. Welcoming, on the other hand, is about actions we can take. We can practice welcoming. We can even practice radical welcoming. Might not always go the way you thought it was going to go, like in seminary. These practices can potentially increase feelings of belonging in those we are welcoming. Obviously, we can't take ownership or responsibility for other people's feelings, but we can do things that help people to find that inner place, that inner sense of belonging. Here, this congregation practices welcoming in a lot of ways. There's a welcome table, there are greeters, there are ushers, there are name tags, cough drops, and Kleenex. There are gender-neutral single-stall bathrooms. There's a membership coordinator. There are classes about membership. There is a group that helps people connect to the various church ministry teams. There is a BIPOC group. There is an LGBTQ group. There are classes on anti-racism and trans inclusion and so, so much more, including signs, flyers that are hanging on the church walls around the premises um, today that talk about welcoming roles that you can volunteer for and how to do that. There is also an invitation to write on the giant welcome sign that is out in the RE hall where you can record what or how it is that you can be helped to feel welcome somewhere. Here, hopefully. I see welcoming or radical welcoming as actions we can choose to take and which highlight the strands of Oh my. We had a little printing malfunction. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. I see welcoming or radical welcoming as actions we can choose to take and which highlight the strands of the interdependent web of all existence. It is easy to fool ourselves into thinking we are separate, disconnected, or don't belong. It is easy to get busy with our lives and not notice the connections, the strands of the web, which are there all the time. Welcoming practices help ourselves and each other to see or hear or sense or otherwise experience the strands of connection inherent in our interdependent web. It's kind of like in those action movies. There's a famous one with J-Lo where someone is trying to break into a high security area and there are invisible layers all over the place that crisscross each other. And somehow they pull out a 
magic can of something and spray it in the air and all the laser beams light up. You've seen these kind of movies, right? Okay, at least some of you are nodding. We can make the strands, we can make the strands visible. I like to imagine engaging in welcoming practices as something like spraying that can. We can make the strands of the interdependent web which connects all of us and to which we all belong visible by spraying that can. We can also spray that can around the church community and see all the different ways that we can connect to each other and our ministry teams. Just like spraying a room to find all the hidden laser beams, we welcome people to highlight the strands of belonging. While speaking of belonging and of welcoming, I want to highlight another important aspect of our living tradition. I want to <clears throat> I want to be very clear about this because sometimes this is a point that sometimes people get really confused on. We are not a faith where anything goes, where you can believe anything you want or do anything you want. We are, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> we are not a faith where you can believe anything you want or do anything you want. Our beliefs and actions are all meant to be oriented toward the good for the building of a better world, for the creation of beloved community. While people of all identities or combination of identities, marginalized or privileged, are welcome here, not all behaviors are. This is why covenanting is so critical to our faith. When we are at our best, we have good, strong, healthy boundaries. No, you cannot call each other names, etc., In this congregation, that means being a people of goodwill. And by the way, the Healthy Relations team is currently working on some proposed changes to the church covenant to make it more inclusive. If you'd like to participate in that, they will be at a table at social hour today. You can go see them and talk to them about that. All people of goodwill, whoever you are, wherever you come from, wherever you find yourself on your life's journey, whichever your pronouns, whether you've walked in or rolled in or dialed in, whomever you love, you are welcome here. You belong here. May it be so evermore. Amen and blessed be. Join me as we extinguish the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. 
If you are celebrating the high holy days, Lashana Tova, Gemar Chatima Tova, Happy New Year, may you be inscribed for life. All oh, know that you are welcome here. Know that you belong. Know this deep down in the center of your soul. Each and every one of you belongs all the time, everywhere, to everyone, to everything. May the interdependent web shimmer and shine, hum and thrum for all your days and all your nights. Amen, amen, and blessed be. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.